Masters. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. But you got to have friends. The feelings are so strong. You got to have friends to make that day last long. I had some friends, but they're gone. Something came and took them away, and from the dusk till the Number two of the big gig for a Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. Bob and I were off yesterday. I took my birthday off. And uh, I was bored beyond belief. I just, <laughs> we had the, my family had birthday parties for him, big surprise party on Sunday. And, and uh, we went out, uh, we did go out last night uh, with my smaller family. Um, but all day, yeah, I was just bored beyond belief. I just was bored. Now, do we have everything out of the way now? My birthday, your birthday, uh, July 4th is out of the way. You won't go on your vacation until fall or the beginning of fall. Right. So are we all are we all done with our – do we have any personal days or anything left, Howard? No, I'm sure we'll find some. <laughs> Come <laughs> up with some, Howard. Remember, we, we had the – just because week a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> just because we, uh, so actually Nancy and I are thinking about maybe an extended weekend someplace. Oh, you know what? I tell you what, I might, yeah, I will be off one more time. I'm not sure when. Uh, Natalie and Jason and Teddy, as a birthday gift yesterday, got for me a train ride on the Frostburg Flyer, out in Frostburg, uh, is it Maryland? I guess it is Maryland. Yes, and. Um, it it, 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 it it you get on there in Frostburg. I think it takes you to up up the mountainside. Then you stop and you get out and there's some shopping and restaurants and so on. Uh, you can spend the night, which I think we might do, and then come back. So we have to work on the details of that. But yeah, that was that was very cool, by the way. I, we when they lived in Frederick, we had talked about doing that as something with you know when Teddy was little. So this would be kind of fun, a little train ride. I love train rides. Uh, Me too. So hope to do it again. Uh, so I actually, <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, I may be. <laughs> I we have don't know when, but we're going to work out some kind of plan for the Frostburg Flyer. So that's good. Um, Fifty-seven degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Fifty-eight at the Highlands. Temperature moving up. Sixty-one, poolside in Elm Grove, and fifty-seven degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Clear skies today. Uh, maybe around 80 today, clear tomorrow in the low 80s, mid-80s on Thursday and Friday, and maybe to the 70s by the beginning of next week. Did you see the story in the Intel? I think it was this morning, Bob. They dug up uh, some old trolley cars and railroad tracks doing the streetscape work out here. I, I got talking to you this morning about your birthday party, and I forgot to go down and get a, a paper this morning. Uh, apparently, um, they were... Old streetcar tracks and some old railroad tracks are being unearthed as they do the streetscape project. And this is not the first time. They, they dig down in there, and there's just, there's like the railroad tracks. And there's actual railroad cars down there from the days when the trolleys and so on went around here. Um, they found old streetcar tracks used by trolley companies. Um, since the tracks are so old, they say they're brittle and they're not very difficult to remove. They'll sell them for scrap. Um Historians here locally say that we used to. Have, well, I remember this. No, I don't remember the, the horse-drawn 
carriages, but Wheeling used to have streetcars. I remember we had the trolleys. Do you remember? I mean, I was very, very little, but I no, remember when trolleys did no, run here. Way before my time. I was would have been a teeny, teeny kid, but I remember when trolleys ran here. Uh, Wheeling had streetcars pulled by horses as early as 1866. By 1887, the horses were replaced with electric streetcars. Streetcars were used for about 60 years, replaced by buses in 1948. But I remember the old trolley days and then, of course, the buses that ran all around the area. So... Any word what kind of condition let these me, cars are in, Howard? Let me, I, I don't, let me look here real quick and see. Um, uh, workers dug up the trolley system switchgear near 16th and Market Streets near the community college. Um, the tracks themselves were brittle and falling apart. Um, I know they found an actual car, tro trolley car or railroad car. They found an actual one of those a few weeks ago. It's amazing what's underneath these streets, though. I mean, it's amazing what's underneath the streets here in the city of Wheeling. I really can't. I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't found bodies. They haven't yet. <laughs> maybe maybe when they open up that trolley, they'll see what it was there for. Where's Jimmy Hoffa? There he is. <laughs> Who knows? No. <laughs> well, we were a big union town, right? I, I'm sure Hoffa was in Wheeling a few times. I'm sure he was. Visiting Walter Ruther, if nothing else, right? So there you go. All right, 8.15 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Got a lot of Trump stuff on the political world and the Ukraine. I'm just finding it hilarious, probably isn't the right word, but I just find it intriguing that Ukraine is now, Russia was going to roll over Ukraine and take over. There was going to be a two-day, two-week, whatever. It's over and done with. And now Ukraine is bombing into Russia, sending drones into Russia, into Moscow. Tom Skateri, national correspondent, coming up next. On the last talk line on Metro News, House Speaker Roger Hanshaw on the possibility of legislation tweaking the law so that individuals who paid their vehicle property tax in full can get the benefit of that tax credit. The fact that people do the responsible thing and pay their tax bill in full is a good thing. That's, that's not something that I think we ever want to intentionally disincentivize. Talk line comes your way weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We are back. Check out your favorite talk radio station on our new Facebook page at Watchdog WV. Click our like button to follow what's happening on the Watchdog FM 98.1 and 97.7 AM 1600 and 1370. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000.
888-484-7000. Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-472-000-614-472-000. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. People stopping still. I can't see their faces. Only the shadows of their eyes. Everyone's talking. That's what we're doing here on the Watchdog Morning Show every weekday from 7 to 10. The Watchdog Morning Show, which I should point out to you, is on five days a week for uh, three hours a day and that we are live and local here as your uh, morning wake-up news and information program. Fifty-five, No, 57 degrees at the airport, 58 at the Highlands, 61 uh, out in Elm Grove, and 57 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. From our national correspondent, Tom Scateri is here with us, national correspondent and Pentagon reporter, Tom, first of all, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. And you guys are forgetting about a road trip to D.C. I heard you guys talking about days off, days yeah. off, and you promised a road trip here, you guys. We, we absolutely, pal, we have got to work. We've got to make a road trip somewhere. we got to do it. D.C. will be perfect, you know. Perfect. Uh, we've and I'm got, stopping there on my way out west. You said I could stop in the studio one day. We'd know. love to absolutely. have you. We would Tom. absolutely love to have you drop by and visit with us. So that would be, that would be great. Um, but yeah, Bob and I've got it. We have. It's been a long time. We used to do it a couple times a year, I guess, Bob. Right? Yeah, we was on a roll there for a while, Tom. We were there. Uh, we were there quite often. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we always found some of the same places, like the Dubliner. Yeah, it's it was, still there. <laughs> that's one of our favorite places. Still here, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, what, that's a great story about the Dubliner. For listeners who don't know, it's a it's a bar and restaurant real close to the train station and right off Capitol Hill. And it was a very successful bar in a very old hotel. It was run, the bar itself, the restaurant was run by an entrepreneur. And uh, the, they were going to raise the rent on him. And he just bought the whole building. <laughs> he just bought the whole hotel. And he refurbished it. And now it, it was a, it's a nice hotel. It's been refurbished for years and now. And we, we stayed there. The Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix, we, right, we, exactly. We yeah. stayed there, yeah. And yeah, it was good because story. it was good because that way we didn't have to worry about well you know staggering home. You took so. the elevator home, Tom. <laughs> right, you make it to the elevator you're in good shape. Exactly, Tom. I want. There's a lot of, of political stuff I want to get to primarily there today, is. including yeah. a lot of Trump stuff and so on. But let me jump to. Usually I put it at the end. Let's jump, let me jump to the international thing just for a minute. I don't know if you heard me mentioning or not. I, humorous is not the right word, but I find it fascinating that. You know, Putin thought he was going to run into Ukraine, just roll over them, take control of the country. It was going to be a two-day, two-week, whatever. Quick quick in and out, Ukraine would be defeated. And now you got Ukraine accenting drones and bombs into Moscow. That's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing, and it's really telling 
Um, this has been a very odd war, um, and I don't mean that humorous either, as, as you point out. And, you know, we all know what Putin wanted to do, as you just said. And Ukraine's done a really fantastic job of defending its country and bringing the fight to Russia, both in occupied Ukraine territories as well as drones hitting near the Kremlin. You know, that's something else. Uh, the psychological effect is important on what Moscow residents and Russians in large see that, uh, that these drones are able to bring the war to them. Um, we used to talk about, uh, you know, we hear the words about uh, uh, making the war more uh, dangerous, that uh, Putin would escalate if Ukraine done X, Y, or Z. Well, that hasn't happened yet. That's always a threat. Uh, you know, the big question is what happens when or if or when Ukraine retakes territory that Russia took in 2014 and is declared part of Russia. You know, will that change the dynamic or not? But right now, Howard, um, this is a, a war for the 21st century. I see it as a pivot war, a transition war. China is clearly watching what's going on as it plans to take over Taiwan, either with or without force. Other nations are seeing the impact of Russia and Ukraine with the lack of grain. This is, and Eastern Europe is trembling. Uh, you know, we have the mercenaries, the Wagner Group in Belarus, mm -hmm. and Poland sent troops to the border. So, you know, this is not over. It's not limited to Ukraine, and it's not over in the long, in the long sense. And I think in this country, sometimes we, we need to pull back and realize that there is a, a real war going on in Eastern Europe. I mean, it, it, I, we talk yes. about the war in Ukraine, and we have I, I, some people, I think, have just a a limited vision of what's happening there. Russia sending some tanks, tanks into a couple of Ukrainian cities, Ukraine fighting back. But this is really, uh, I mean, this is a real war going on throughout much of Eastern Europe. It's a real war. And, you know, the Russians have shipped from Ukraine into Russia thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children, for example. Uh, that's why Putin and one of his associates have been charged with war crimes by the Hague. Uh, we're seeing, you know, um, this, this story I read about the Ukrainian advances, limited advances in this counteroffensive, they're going by the bodies of their soldiers, that, their comrades who were slain months ago in these fighting. In other words, they're going back and forth. These are real wartime stories. You know, General Milley, who's the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says, you know, people, you can write about war, you can plan for war, but when it gets down to it, you know, it's, it's what's happening on the ground and the fighting that really determines the outcome, and it's a lot more vicious than people realize. We haven't talked about, we, as in you and I, nor really have we as a country talked a lot since the beginning of this war about what the end game for us would be. You and I talked last week about it seems almost weekly we are ratcheting up the amount of supplies and advice and military that we send to the Ukraine, support we give to the Ukraine, um, in the beginning, there were a lot of folks worried that we would end up having to send troops there. I don't see that happening, but I think it gets closer and closer to the possibility. Well, here's the, to that point, uh, you know, putting aside whether it's troops or not, here's, here's the point. Ukraine has, has agitated since the beginning of the war for more help from the West continuing, and we can see why. We're not being critical of them. One of the things they want NATO to do now is to escort the grain shipments from their ports through the Black Sea to safe waters, because so, the Russians have declared that all the ships are going to be considered military ships. Now, think about that for a moment. So you have a NATO ship from, a, let's pick a nation, Denmark, you know, not the United States. Denmark's uh, escorting a grain ship, and it gets attacked by a Russian ship, damaged, sunk, Danish sailors are killed, whatever the scenario. What does that mean? 
Okay, that's an attack on a NATO nation right. by Russia. And so, you know, all of a sudden, then you get into this, you know, Article Five and NATO, et cetera. Or what I just said about the mercenaries in, in Belarus, they jokingly say we should take a vacation in Warsaw. You know, their training camps are right on the border, Howard. It's a contested area. It's a small strip of land between, you know, Poland and it's called Kaliningrad, which is a Russian-owned city in the Baltic. You know, um, the troops, uh, shells can go across the border. What does that mean? You know, there's sort of gray areas that trigger a larger response, as you point out. Well, I, you know, I've said every, for the last, what, year and a half? How long is this? Year and a half? Maybe more than a year and uh, a half? Yeah, uh, February, last February, yeah. You know, I, I, I've said it frequently as you and I talk, I say, you know, how's this going to end up? And every, every time we scratch our heads and go, I don't know. Uh, and I'm still, <laughs> I, and I, I still, I still, I'm still not sure I see how it's going to end up. Um, I see it differently than I did in the beginning. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, 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 um, the resiliency of the Ukrainian people has been amazing, has it not? It has been. Uh, you have to uh, really, really admire um, what Ukraine has done. You know, Zelensky came into office, uh, you know, not known, an unknown quantity, quality, quantity, quality, unknown. Both. It was <laughs> unknown quantity and quality. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's really become a, a wartime leader. And at the same time, he's pursuing corruption, getting it out of the government, which was a big problem for Ukraine. That was one of the reasons why its membership in NATO before the war was even skeptical and the, and the EU because of the corruption in the government. This is before he was president. So, you know, he's had domestic issues to deal with while waging a war against a superior force, at least a superior force on paper and in resources. So, you know, you and I think that this is going to sound probably overly um, dramatic on my part, but he's sort of Churchillian in that way, how Churchill rallied the British mm -hmm. in the, those dark days of early World War II, you know, I think the Ukrainian people, for the most part, have seen Zelensky rise to the role, be a leader, be a good leader, be effective to get support and supplies for Ukraine, et cetera. So uh, I think that's part of the, the equation as well. Oh, I think uh, Zelensky is a big part of the equation. I mean, if, if a different leader may have led that country to a very different uh, war and maybe different results as well. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of leaders, Howard, did you notice that President Trump, former President Trump, is like is rocking everybody's boat in the polls over fifty percent? And I, I think I think that Chris Christie's comment the other day, I just had a debate coming up in August, you know, and people were trying to qualify. Interesting that some like Mike Pence have not yet qualified. Chris Christie says by the time we get to that debate, the front runner will, will be on bail in fourth state. <laughs> well, it he's is like Christie's it, comments. He may not get the nomination, but he's going to keep the interesting comments. It <laughs> is absolutely amazing to me. Uh, I think the New York Times did a piece this weekend about polling of the Republican Party and yeah. the support that Trump has. And one of the lines I remember reading was that the polls suggest his base of support. I think 37 percent of the Republican primary voters are just deep into Trump. I think the line they said was that um, it's not that they overlook his faults. Yeah. It's yeah, they don't yeah. believe he has any faults. That's correct. That's it. That's exactly. I read that. I wasn't sure which article you meant, but I read the same thing. They don't believe he has any faults. They think everything is, you know, put up on him to take him down. And they're, they're greatly loyal to him. So you're starting out with 37% of the, of the Republican base. 
which in a multi-candidate like he did 2016, you know, that's far than more than enough to win primaries. Um, and and nobody else is, is even really close to him. Um, so it, it, it's amazing to me. And yet, and yet, just this weekend, uh, Jack Smith has expanded his indictment against him, against Trump, for the Mar-a-Lago business. And it looks as if any day now, and Trump himself says this, uh, he's going to be indicted in Georgia on election charges. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I just shake my head. Uh, you know, so four different jurisdictions, uh, yet all these charges are fake charges, according to people who love Trump. And I, you know, I'm, I don't know who you are, but I have social feeds that I have all people of all spectrums and political yeah. backgrounds. And, and I read the stuff for the Trump supporters, and it's like, what? it's a different world. And I'm not, you know, people know that I'm not pro or anti-Trump. I mean, I call, you know, this is just incredible. I mean, you're indicted in four states for these pretty serious charges, and people just don't believe it. And it seems to me, layman out here that I am, knowing that the court system's going to do wild things, it seems mm-hmm. to me there's a reasonably good shot at him being convicted mm-hmm. of some of this stuff or pleading guilty if he doesn't get convicted. I mean, some of these, we now know more than just sort of gen- a general claim. Now we've seen some potential evidence. Jack Smith has made quite a good bit available. Um, I suspect we'll see some more of this coming out of Georgia where there's some pretty concrete evidence, testimony, and tapes yeah. and so on. There's, in my mind, as a, just as a layman, I don't like Trump. I'll be clear about that. But I, I think it's a darn good shot. He's going to be not just in, he is indicted. He's going to be convicted of some of this. Yeah, I think that you're right. I mean, I mean, on paper anyway, we all know what happens when paper the game begins. On paper, it looks like he would be convicted at least on some of these serious crimes. Uh, I also. Don't I would disagree with you at one point. I, I find it hard to believe, of course, anything's possible, that he would ever admit he's guilty of anything, you know, plead guilty even to a lesser charge. Well, I, I, I don't I, think that. Yes, I, I agree with that. I'm opening that that is the option. He could be found guilty or he could plead guilty to something. Yeah. The ultimate solution to me, the best solution for the country, probably the best solution for Trump, is eventually on some of these to simply say, I'm going to plead guilty but let's work out a deal and i will never re- you know the deal should be never run for office again never be in office again um avoid jail time I, I, even i don't really want to see a former president in you know the orange jumpsuit despite what some of my good left-wing colleagues think is a good idea uh, but the problem is just what you said i don't think he ever i don't think he ever goes that way i don't think he ever will say yeah. And so then what happens if he doesn't do that and he yeah. is found guilty? What happens? I mean, we are yeah. we're in, dark, we're in deep territory here. Yeah, I, I, thought, I have thought of that a lot as well, that he's found guilty. And, of course, what if he says, I'm not going to, you know, whatever the punishment is. Now, short of taking him to jail, you know, like you said, most people who are reasonable wouldn't want to see that. What does it accomplish, really? I, I mean, it, it doesn't. I, I mean, I can see where no one's above the law type of thing. But he is a former president even though the crimes he's been charged with and would be found guilty of are very, very serious. But some kind of punishment uh, that, you know, at some point he may say, I'm not going to accept that. Well, let's just say that it says, you know, you can't run for office again or something like that. And he runs again. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you going to do? Well, he has already said, um, it's been a couple of weeks ago, I think, and I'm going to 
not quote because I'm not sure, but I'm going to paraphrase. He basically has said, finding me guilty would be very dangerous. That, yes, uh, right. my, he's already putting out the word like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that my followers, um, I can't tell what they would do if I were possibly to be found guilty. And quite frankly, right. I think he raises, I mean, I, I'm not sure, I think he's right. Uh, so. Sure, he's right. He, but he raises it to stir it up, and he's absolutely correct. We saw what happened on January 6th. Come on, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we got a good, we got a good indication of what's going to happen. So I don't, I truly don't know how it uh, plays out. He goes to trial um, on the Mar-a-Lago charges in March or May, one of the M months <laughs> next year, well before the election. Uh, if he's found guilty, and I think there's a good shot of that. What happens? I mean, just what happens? I, I truly don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, that's going to be here sooner than we think, Howard. Yeah. Maybe that's when it's time to take my trip out of the country. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I don't know. All right, Tom. Anything else you want to get into this morning? Oh, I do, uh, want, I do want to say one more thing yeah, about okay. Trump. One more thing about Trump. Yeah. I see he's got a $40 million worth of his campaign cash he's using for uh, legal, legal fund legal. for himself and his yeah. friends. Yeah, and his friends. But people are still giving it to him. Yes. They're still donating, yeah. They're, they're donating for, you know, theoretically, for his reelection campaign, and he's using that money for his legal defense fund and, and for the legal defense of, his, of others friends. charged in, in connection with him. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> Anything else on your mind this morning? Oh, no, we'll, we'll wait till next week. I mean, we talked about it. You know, oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah, here's a big one. No, this is political and defense thing. No, I did want to mention it. So yesterday, President Biden decided to locate the headquarters for the U.S. Space Command <laughs> in Colorado Springs. Uh, Trump had wanted to move it to Huntsville, Alabama. Now, this is not the Space Force. Space Force is a branch of service. The Space Command is like U.S. Central Command, U.S. Africa Command. It supersedes all the service branches that have an effective policy, in this case, for space. Very political. Uh, Republicans now Alabama will charge. Um, Biden made the decision, he says, because that way the headquarters can open up in a month or two as opposed to two or three years. So it's operational, which it needs to be because China's beaten us in the space race. Of course, Republicans are mad, and Senator Tuberville of Alabama is mad. He thinks it's because he put a hold on more than 250 general nominations for generals and admirals. I'm sure that didn't endear him yeah. to the White House, but that's a big political story. It's a big military story because the decision's made now. And I thought it was very interesting, Howard, I thought of you, because you'll, are you sitting down, you and Bob? Yeah. One of the people who praised President Biden yesterday was the representative from Colorado, Lorraine Bullard. Really? <laughs> yeah, because... President Biden made the right decision in looking in Colorado, you know, of course. <laughs> and I thought to myself, uh, you know, well, that's, pretty, that's, well, a, that's a startling one. Will he make another uh, ad uh, for himself using Boebert? Now, he's got Marjorie Taylor Greene doing an ad for him. Will he uh, add right. Boebert? You know? <laughs> All of my enemies are saying that I'm, I'm doing good work, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Always good talking to you, my friend. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll do it again next, next week. Tuesday. All right, thank you. Bye bye. All right, bye. Uh, unless Bob and I decide to go somewhere else, take another day off. I was sitting here daydreaming, thinking about we need a road trip, Howard. We do. You know, we, I'm sure we could come up with something to do in D.C. We haven't. We have not been there for a long time. 
Well, you know, you get your uh, convention coming up what, about a year away in Chicago. We've never been to Chicago, you and I. Chicago, Chicago. I wouldn't mind that, Chicago, uh, the convention there. And where is the uh, other convention? Florida? I, I should know, and I don't know. So we got two conventions to consider. That's a possibility. You at the Republican convention, Howard? I can't hey, see that. That would be fun, huh? That would be fun. Or we could uh, hit some of the primary states. I did New Hampshire uh, a number of years ago. Uh, it was kind of fun being up there in New Hampshire. Our time in New England, Howard. Time in New England. All right, 837.23 to the hour. It's our time for Ohio Valley Headlines with Taylor Long. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 1st. Just moments before a small plane crashed into the ocean off Myrtle Beach, some Ohio County residents were enjoying a swim in the exact spot where the plane would later go down. Valerie Randolph is a fifth-grade teacher at Woodsdale Elementary. She was at the beach with her three daughters and her daughter's boyfriend, Wheeling Park graduate Jean DeGenova. They said they saw the plane go by a few times, getting closer and lower each time before finally crashing. The pilot could be heard screaming for help, and Gene wasted no time. He bolted towards the wreckage and said the pilot was telling him he couldn't move and he was bleeding from the head. Gene, along with some other beachgoers, helped the man keep his head above water before lifeguards and others arrived to get the pilot to an ambulance. He was taken to a local hospital, and police on scene said he would be okay. Jean, Valerie, and her family left the beach and went back to the hotel to calm down, saying they were in a bit of shock. And the rape and kidnapping trial of NFL player Josh Sills got underway yesterday in Guernsey County. Sills is an offensive lineman with the Philadelphia Eagles and is charged with holding a woman against her will in his vehicle and forcing her to perform sex acts back in December of 2019. This high-profile case had 100 prospective jurors called. A little bit closer to home, William Carmen's murder trial officially began yesterday as well with opening arguments and jury selection. Carmen is being charged with first-degree murder, robbery, burglary, and gross child neglect. The victim was brutally murdered in her own home in the Mozart area of Wheeling on September 17, 2021. And lastly, Bridgeport's annual National Night Out is all set for family fun at Bridgeport High School. It all began 40 years ago to bring the community and police together in a positive way. This year's event starts at 6, and it's free of charge. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Hello, West Virginia. This is Congressman Alex Mooney. Americans are being sold a dangerous lie about our southern border. The Biden administration says our border is secure, 
while the president of Mexico claims his country does not produce dangerous drugs like fentanyl. And yet tens of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs flow over our border every year, resulting in over 70,000 deaths in 2021. That's why I introduced House Resolution 3190. My plan suspends economic development aid to Mexico until they crack down on the production and trafficking of deadly fentanyl. I'm Congressman Alex Mooney. If you have concerns about the crisis on our southern border, I want to hear them. Call my local office at 304-264-8810 or visit my website at mooney.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Stuck inside these four walls. Sent inside forever. to the hour here watchdog morning show it's looking at 57 at the airport 58 at the highland 61 in elm grove and 57 here at the robinson Otter group studios downtown wheeling in the heart of the ohio valley get up to around 80 today low 80s tomorrow mid 80s on thursday mostly sunny or clear skies all week long although a little bit of pop-up showers are possible a little bit of clouds mixed in with the sunshine is uh, possible throughout um, the week uh, remember, you can listen to us in many different ways here on the Watchdog Morning Show and indeed the entire Watchdog Radio Network. It's real easy in your car or sitting at home. You can listen to FM 98.1 or FM 97.7. You can listen to AM 1600 or AM 1370. Remember, you can always listen no matter where you are. And uh, we have been discovering, Bob, we have lots and lots of listeners out of the area who listen online. Go to watchdognetwork.com and click on WVOY, WKKX. Most of the time they're the same, but sometimes we have split programming. Uh, but go to watchdognetwork.com, streaming audio right to your phone. And I keep getting people asking me about me tune, too. In, tune, tune in. When's Tune In Radio coming back? Listen, I've said it over. I'm not saying we're not going to do it. I've tried to explain it. We had to shift our whole system. We didn't have to. We chose to shift our whole system to a new uh, type of system, a streaming system, making it better, okay, it's making it better, um, and we control our own website, obviously, so the streaming audio is on our website. TuneIn Radio is a third-party business that we have to contract with, and we haven't finished up on that. I don't know if we're going to or not, to be honest with you. Um, most radio stations across the country use a platform. They use their own website. They use TuneIn Radio. The iHeartRadio platform is one that a lot of stations use. Most people don't have multiple platforms. Uh, we did, and we might. Don't get me wrong. But you know what? It doesn't make any difference. Tune in, uh, um, watchdognetwork.com works fine on your phone, works fine on your tablets. It works as good as TuneIn Radio anywhere, anytime, anyplace. So just do that. Just do that. And then remember, while you're sitting at home, if you want to listen 
all throughout your house. All you have to do is speak to your personal assistant and you say, Amazon. No, you don't say Amazon. You say, Alexa, play WDKKX 1600, play WVOY 1370. Right through the house it goes. So we, you can't get away from us. Oh, you may try. You may try. But you can't get away from us. Live and local news and information programming in the morning. Five days a week. Oh, most weeks. No, five days. Well, yeah, most. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you are right. Yeah, well, some days. Uh, some days. Some days. But thank God we got Chris Lawrence and the team working. When you know, when you and I take the day off, there they are. They probably hate that. What? Well, you're um, off again? Remember, we had to negotiate last year a little bit, Howard. Yeah, well, remember that one day they walked out on us. Walked right out. All right, 845, quarter till the hour. Steve from St. C. Steve from St. C. Steve, we were just talking about you. Nobody saw you at the Italian festival. I snuck in there late Saturday night. Well, good, because we, we, we thought numbers were down. If you're not there, uh, numbers were really going to be down. <laughs> That's going to be the second half of my call. But first, uh, you were mentioning your website. I drove home from Florida on Friday Okay. after a eight-day vacation down there. And I pulled it up on the phone, ran it through the Bluetooth. I, I just want to, like, say what a great job that state, your station did on Friday. Oh. From when you started at 7 a.m., I listened all the way till when uh, Bob and those guys went off at, like, 5 or 6 o'clock, whatever it was. Right. It just made the trip so much better. Thank it you. really That's did. That's awesome, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, like you, you, like, you just never know who's listening. Literally, I'm in the backwoods of Georgia and Florida <laughs> on some backcountry roads, and I'm still like, it's Howard Monroe and Bob Slatter. That, that was pretty cool. You know, so. and I, know, I don't like to tout ourselves, but I shall. I'm not a big self-promoter, but I shall. <laughs> um, if ever a day defined what live and local radio is about, it was Friday. It had to be. You know? I, I mean, we do it every day. We do live and local every day. Morning show, live and local. I consider Hoppy to be local. Live and local with Hoppy. Then the, then the Pine Room guys did live from the Italian Festival. And then uh, Doc George and his gang. And then Bob and Bear. The day before that, we had uh, Donnie over at the Greek Fest. Again, I don't like to, you know, <laughs> raise, you know raise the banner all that often. But son of a gun. That defines what live and local talk radio is all about, and I'm really glad that we do it. Now the mystery solved, Steve, because I told Howard today. I said, "You know what? Didn't uh, didn't see Jerry slash Steve Howard? You know, I thought that was kind of different, but now we know you were driving back from." Florida. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do the All Star Game if you remember that. So, oh, that's absolutely right. yes. yeah. Um, but uh, like, I felt your pain. I, I, you were like having a little bit of a hangover on Friday, and I could <laughs> literally in the back roads. I'm going, boy. I'll, Bob Slyer's having a rough time. At I right hear now. my head pounding. <laughs> but, no, the second half here is, can I make a bold prediction? Sure. I think we saw the last of the Italian festival. So not even next year is what you're saying? I'm telling you, I think it's done. I hate to say that because I did go down Saturday night and I spent $34 on food. But it's not the same. It's something, something changed. I don't know what it was. I didn't feel like it was the Italian festival I grew up with. What I mean, I know you said you you can't you couldn't tell what it was, but I mean, what? Why did it feel different? Well, it, to me, uh, I wasn't I, there, so I don't know. Yeah, like there wasn't nearly as many food booths, and, and if anybody tries to tell you there was, there wasn't. Um, the the people running those food booths, I thought some of them were 
a little pushy yelling at you because they weren't selling as much food, like get over here and buy this. There was huge gaps in that street. I heard that from several people. Yeah, there, I could tell there was a spot that probably had four or five should have been food booths, and it was nothing but like hoses and like trash cans. And there was a couple places like something called bath fitters. Yeah, that had a and there was a poor lady. She was probably seventy five years old trying to sell showers. Yeah. Like that's, that, to me, that's that hardly good. seems like an Italian. I mean, Bath Fitters is a nice company, but it hardly seems like a an Italian festival fit, you know? Yeah, and I heard like the price. Were they the, Italian showers? Um, yeah, marble and all that. I'm sure you can get that if you <laughs> wanted to, like Italian marble, like your church and yeah, all that. There so. you go. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the placement of a couple of the booths, like where for 39 years you could walk down there, you know exactly where to stand to get a Sunset Italy sausage or a Stromboli. They set them next to West Banco Arena. But, like, Steve, I think they wanted that. Again, I yeah, don't know I this so for too. certain, but I think through the grapevine with the basketball tournament, they requested being down at that end, I'm pretty sure. Uh, see, I heard exactly opposite. I heard they're mad because they weren't where they normally were. You could be right. I mean, yeah, you I'm, could be right. And, and anybody wants to call in, I'm, you can criticize me. I, you, I promise you because this is what it's all about. This this is where, like, you, you got to work these things out. Um, the decision – to have this festival a week later running at the same time as the Greek Fest is an awful decision. But they, the Greek Fest, is, this has been now, what, three years in a row, at least two, I think maybe right. th- three years in a row. Um, I, I, don't know that one imp- I don't know that one impacts another. I, it I, does. I, it does. You're like, Howard, there's only so many dollars to spend in this, in this valley on a weekend. Yeah, but a lot of people will spend them on food. I mean, I, I know an awful lot of folks who just hit them both. I think Jerry's right, but I, I wouldn't say the Italian festival can say, well, we got to change our date now because we don't want to compete with the Grecian festival. I think you're right, Jerry, and I said it earlier. I think the Italian festival really helps the Grecian festival. It I did. don't. I don't yeah. think the Grecian festival does the Italian festival any favors at all. I'm noticing a trend now, Jerry, where uh, where where folks go down and then they leave the Italian festival where they would never have done that before, and now they're going down to the Greek festival and and, and finishing up their night down there. Exactly what I did, though. I mean, literally on. Um, I, I walked through and I got the the wood fired pizza. Now I know I can get that wood fired pizza any Wednesday afternoon in Woodsdale when they set up shop out there. But I felt like I wanted to give them business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I literally walked through and go to look at my son. I go, let's go get some Greek wings over the Greek fest. Let's get a gyro or however you guys say it. Um, the decision to not do the fireworks was an awful decision. Awful. Because that pulls thousands and thousands of people into downtown. You know what fireworks does at a Pirates game. You know what it does to the to the Fourth of July. You know what it does to the Typhus. It gets people walking down there and standing there. I saw a couple people Saturday and said, "Oh, I'm here to watch the fireworks." I looked at them and go, "There's no fireworks." I, I, I think the the festival at least claims that was a financial decision. It was. It was twenty thousand dollar decision. You know, um, yeah. I, I this is hard for me because frankly. Fireworks don't make any difference to me. I don't go to a ball game to see fireworks. I don't go to, you know, I watch the fireworks in Elm Grove on the 4th of July. and uh, You, you know, don't leave your porch. And I don't leave my porch. You know, right. So I'm not a big fireworks person. Uh, but I do know a lot of people who are. You're absolutely right. So. And there are families that come down there just to watch the fireworks. But when they're down there, they'll, spe- they'll spend for a lemonade or an elephant ear or something like that. And, and then the, the food that I actually bought there, and I'm not going to give the booth, it was undercooked. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't even cooked all the way. I mean, I'm just like, you got to do this right. And Bob, Bob went and brought, I did not go down, but Friday afternoon, Bob went down and got a Sons of Italy sausage for me and brought it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one other item, and I'm not going to like you. I'm not because I don't want to pick it. Pick it. No, up I already. don't. Do, I'm not going to pick on this people. But either. the other item was like, I mean, right? It was just. It was just it, it, undercooked is the correct word too. I think. And I caught him, uh, Steve, right at the beginning. You know, they were trying to get open, and, and I really wanted that item too. I thought Howard would enjoy it, and it, it was probably I should have said, you know what? I'll come back later. Right. Now, getting with your stove pizza. That was the item that I was looking for, and I didn't know they were around the corner. Isn't that crazy? I, I knew I knew the Suns. I, I, I had heard that they were going to be down that way, so that was no mystery to me. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't know that that, that uh, pizza was around the corner, I'd have done business there. But I didn't know they were there until in the evening when I, when I walked around the corner. Bob, I don't know which is right. I'm like, Bob, I heard from several people that, that they wanted to be down by West Banco to try and catch the outflow from the TBT when it was going on. But, you know, who knows? I don't know. But how about, how about not having bocce at the wharf? At the, they moved it to, was it the McClure House indoors? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, they had to because with the tournament, now you're competing with the basketball tournament. They won all that space down there by West Bank. They had no choice. Yeah, but if you remember, when they first moved this down to the riverfront, they put it down on the, uh, the river. Right. To the to the right of the big stage, they had them. They could do the two or four courts, whatever down there. I never played and, it, but I always used to like watch. And them people sat down there and drank and drank it for hours. I mean, just like hundreds of dollars in beer down there. And like, and now they move into the McClure House. Like, like the McClure House is it's an embarrassment to Wheeling right now. Well, the McClure House that used to be the central headquarters for the <laughs> Italian Festival once upon a time, but that was a that was a long so, time ago. I don't know. I guess I'm just being grumpy today. No, but, I think uh, you're on. I, I told you know Howard. What, you know what you are. You're just getting to be like me. You're just a grumpy old man. Now. I know. He I'm is. It's not the way it used to be. But, you know, we used to have uh, these things better when I was a young man. But we learn more and more that all good things do end. I mean, yeah. look at Jamborina Hills. I, I never think, thought that would like, end. And, yeah. here's, and here's, here's the worst part about me saying all this. Like, People complain about Jamboree Hills the last three or four years. Oh, the tickets are too expensive. I, you got to do this. You got to do this. Well, what happened? It went away. So now I'm calling you and complaining and bitching about the Italian Fest. Yeah. It's going to go away. If, this, if the community doesn't support it, it's going away. This is the 40th and, year. I know. Like the 40th year? Come on. There should have been something special for this, and there wasn't. It just it wasn't special. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, pal. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks for Friday, too. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Steve. I, I, I do want to say, and I, I don't, I, 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 I'm not joking. I don't usually make a big deal. I, be, I, we, we pat ourselves on the back sometimes in private. I really don't do a lot of this on the air. But I, I, it would be hard to define live and local radio better than what happened on this station on Friday. The morning show here, Hoppy. Then uh, uh, the Pine Room guys live at the Italian Festival. And then Doc George's, the uh, Saturday Sports Huddle on Friday. And uh, Bob and Bear. Good old boys. boys. down there. Uh, just that. And then, of course, Greek Fest the day before. We do our best. And I think our best is darn good. I'm sorry, but I think our best is darn good. 
Barstool Rough and Rowdy Brawl returns to Wheeling's West Baco Arena August 18th. Featuring up to 20 fights, including several five-round fights. Bobby Lights Out Lang, Michael Make It Happen Brown, Hot Wheels, Dwarf Champion Lightning, Jeremy Smith, The American Redneck, The Polish Hammer, Strawberry Cowboy, and more. It's Barstool's Rough and Rowdy Brawl August 18th at Wheeling's West Baco Arena. Welcomed by Bush Light, the Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Fighters and ring girls, sign up at joinrnr.com. Buy tickets at westbancoarena.com. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at mcintyrelaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Once in your life, you find her, someone who turns your heart around, the next thing you know, Nobody tells me nothing, department. Apparently, TuneIn Radio is working. Ah! <laughs> now, that's good. I mean, it's a good thing. I just, I kind of wish I had known that before I made the big deal about, well, you know, we can't control it, and we have to work something out. And I we didn't think they were coming back, Howard, listening to you yeah, there. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, Howard, if you drop TuneIn Radio, we didn't apparently. We haven't. Howard, if you drop TuneIn Radio, streaming will be unavailable in my car. I don't know why I stream from the website in my car. I don't know why it would be unavailable, but but it's apparently available. Uh, nobody, nobody told me. <laughs> so TuneIn Radio is working uh, once again, and that's a good thing. Hey, it's nine o'clock. ABC covers the world right now. AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. All eyes on special counsel Jack Smith as he prepares another indictment it's believed against former President Donald Trump. That one will involve alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election and comes in the same week that Mar-a-Lago head of maintenance Carlos de Oliveira appeared in a Miami courtroom as part of the classified documents case. Here's ABC Chief Law and Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas. The special counsel has accused former President Trump of orchestrating the attempted cover-up involving De Oliveira and Walt Nada, one of Trump's closest aides. 
And while Trump is facing these new charges involving classified documents, the special counsel appears to be on the verge of indicting Trump yet again, this time for his role on January 6th. Trump, for his part, acting unfazed, trying to use his legal troubles to stoke his campaign. There are also barricades being put up at the Fulton County Courthouse in Georgia as charges are expected there in the case involving the former president's alleged attempt at finding more votes in Georgia after the 2020 election. A suspected mass shooting plot reportedly stopped by a set of locked doors inside a Jewish school on Monday. ABC's Trevor Alt with more on the government in Memphis, who did make it through the school's outside doors. Officials say when he couldn't get past the next set of locked doors, he fired his weapon outside. With the suspect allegedly fleeing the school, quickly reporting the incident, telling police he was driving a maroon Ram pickup. Officers on patrol spotted that vehicle and pulled him over. They say the suspect stepped out of the truck holding that handgun and officers opened fire. The gunman in critical condition but under arrest in Memphis. Sentencing today for the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter Robert Bowers could face the death penalty for killing 11 people. Team USA moving into the elimination round at the World Cup. They eked out a draw against Portugal this morning to advance to the group round. You're listening to ABC News. It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much the same. But at Fisher Investments, we're clearly different. Different? How? You sell high commission investment products, right? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission-based investment products. Well, you must earn commissions on trades. Nope. Never at Fisher. We're a fiduciary obligated to act in our client's best interest. It's the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. How do you know what's in their best interest? We get to know our clients and then tailor a portfolio based on their goals and needs. But you probably sneak in some hidden and layered fees. No. We have one transparent management fee, structured so we do better when our clients do better. Wow, you really do look out for your clients. That's because our top priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. It might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. No word yet on a mom and her young child from New Hampshire kidnapped in Haiti. ABC's Matt Rivers has just returned from Haiti and has the latest. The search for American nurse Alex Dorsonville and her young daughter growing more desperate. Now five days after they were kidnapped from their community ministry near the capital of Haiti, Port-au-Prince. That New Hampshire native was working in the country and is married to the director of a Christian humanitarian aid organization. She was taken from that organization's campus last week. U.S. Officials pointing to rising violence, urging Americans to leave Haiti. A hard landing leaving a passenger plane damaged in Houston after a flight across the country. After a three-and-a-half-hour trip from Newark, Flight 702 carrying 193 passengers and 11 crew made a hard landing at Houston's Bush Intercontinental Airport. So hard, in fact, that the Boeing 767 was visibly damaged. Images show a pronounced crumpling of the fuselage about a quarter of the way back from the nose. The plane is 32 years old. United Airlines might find that the cost of fixing it exceeds the value of the aircraft. No one was hurt, but federal investigators are looking into the unusually hard landing. Jim Ryan, ABC News. NASA losing contact with a probe that has been flying through space since 1977. Voyager 2 is 12.4 billion miles away, but was accidentally sent a wrong command that broke communications with Earth. NASA hoping an automatic reset scheduled for October will reestablish the link. 
This is ABC News. Staples has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on signs, banners, and posters from Staples Print and Marketing Services. Save on everything you need for travel, like luggage, tech, and travel-sized personal items. Plus,